May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. very humbling to be here this morning with my friends and family and extended family, this precious church. I guess I need to thank God many, many times because I'm still here to do that. <laughs> if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Today we celebrate the feast of the holy name of Jesus, the beginning of a new year. And as I pondered, Mary pondered, as I pondered, I thought about this, I've been thinking about this for days to tell you the truth, and I thought, what is in a name? What is a name? What is my name? What is your name? And what does it mean? So I, like a good girl, went to the library to find a book to find out what names meant, and all they had was baby names. Had to go to another library. But I finally found what I wanted. The name Linda means beautiful, and it's Spanish. Suzanne, I didn't want to leave our precious rector out. The meaning of that is lily. You're a lily which is Hebrew in Greek. Nancy means gracious. That's a Hebrew name. Cynthia is from Mount Kynthos, which is Greek mythology, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't want to get into it. I'll let you do that. <laughs> Eva means giver of life, and that's Hebrew. Zachary, which is my grandson's name, means God has remembered, and that is Hebrew. I couldn't leave Peyton Manning out. Peyton <laughs> means village of the warrior, and that's Old English. David means beloved from Hebrew. Thomas means twin, Greek, Aramaic. Gordon means great hill. That's true, Gordon, wherever you are. That, great hill, Old English and Gaelic. Jacqueline means, this will get you, holder of the heel. That isn't even funny, Suzanne. I thought, what, what does that mean? And that's Greek. And what does the name Jesus mean? Jesus means my salvation. Interesting thing about this church that we love and belong to is that baptism is always a wonderful big occasion. The problem being a lot of people think it's a social function 
And anybody here that's a clergy person knows that many, many times people come and knock on your door and say, we want to get our baby baptized, and you've never seen him before. And you'll never see him again. So what we do is bring them in and talk to them and explain to them the importance of this sacrament. Sometimes they stick around. Sometimes you've scared them to death. During baptism, when a baby is baptized, at least to the church, the baby doesn't have a name until baptism. And the priest says to the godparents and the parents, name this child. Now, I was raised Roman Catholic, and I had so many names I didn't know how, I couldn't even pronounce them all. I was Jacqueline my baptism name was Joan, my confirmation name was Mary, and my last name was Erringer. Now, you, you see if you could ever write that on one line. I didn't know if I was Jacqueline, Joan, or Mary half the time. And what I'd like you to think about this morning is how important is a name? How important is it to you that when you meet someone and you see them again, they remember your name? There's comfort in that. There, it gives you a warm feeling that this person thought enough of me to remember my name. Your name is very important. It is important culturally, religiously, and individually. We all have a name. Now, what I've discovered, and probably you have too, is that when I was having my children 100 years ago, I just named them after friends, family. You know, you picked out a name, you didn't know what it meant, but the name sounded good to you, so that's what you named your baby. Well, I've discovered that these days, the parents already know the sex of the child, so they begin very early on trying to figure out what to name this child. And I can tell you now, I have heard some real names. I have a grandson, great-grandson, this name, I'll spell it, L-L-I-A-M, Ilum, Ilium. And when they sent me the announcement, I thought, well, she forgot to put the W-I there. <laughs> so I called her. I said, well, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. Or the pen ran out of ink before she got started. But I called her and I said, um, What's the baby's name? And she told me, and I said, oh, oh, okay, okay, no mistake. I'm the one that made the mistake. Religious names in a religious community really means our identification with God and before God and identifying us as equal in the sight of God. It's pretty scary to be equal in the sight of God. Some would say, how dare you? And the answer might be, how dare you not? Because we are all children of God, made in his image. Something that we seem to forget an awful lot. I was privileged, and I really mean privileged, to be down at um, City Market Christmas morning 
It's kind of where they feed the homeless out on the sidewalk. They have picnic tables. And a priest friend of mine was going to do a service, and he brought some of us from St. Timothy's, invited us with him. That was the best Christmas I've ever had. Every face I looked at and looked into their eyes was Jesus, was God, and was there for a purpose. And that purpose was not for me to bless them, but for them to bless me. And I was blessed. Names also provide for us a way of being identified. Now, the world we live in today is really strange. Now we're identified as our social security number. If you know that, you got the key to the world. But we really believe that our name is a means to be identified with. And in a crowd, isn't it nice for someone to holler, and, Hey, Suzanne! when there's a hundred people there. Suzanne will turn around because that's her name. Some of you might remember Earl Connor. Anybody here remember Earl? Oh, you are old. <laughs> Ooh. This is, must be a senior citizen's service. Um, Earl Connor was, was quite a guy. And I don't know if he did it for a reason or not, but he always called you my friend. Now, I don't know if Earl couldn't remember names. Could have been, right? He could have not remembered names. And if he, if he was smart enough to call everybody my friend, you felt that he knew who you were. It kind of gave you a warm, warm, fuzzy feeling. But the way he said it, my friend, was kind of like Bing Crosby crooning again. So we all have names. You see, Jesus was named by God, who sent the angel Gabriel, if you can imagine such an event, this young 13, 12-year-old girl who is not pregnant yet, and the Gabriel, the angel, comes along and says, hey, you're going to have a baby, and you're going to call it Jesus. And she said, what? That's exactly what happened. Before the baby was conceived, it was named. And the name was Jesus, our salvation. And Mary pondered that. Being the person I am, I would have questioned that. I said, hey, back, come back here. Let's talk about this. Are you sure this is what you want me to do? That would be quite the normal thing to do, I think. But she didn't. She didn't do that. Angel Gabriel delivered the news of this beautiful, beautiful, life-giving, life-sustaining child to be born in a manger because there was no room. You see, Jesus, it's enough of that. <laughs> Jesus is the reason that we're here. Jesus is the reason that I'm saved. 
And I don't know how many of you have ever come up against people who will say, have you been saved? And finally I decided the answer would be, from what? And then I would say, the only person I need saved from is myself. And they would go away. <laughs> I was so glad when they went away. So glad. I was so glad. Because we believe once saved, always saved. We don't have to keep going up and saying, I need to confess so I can be saved. It's happened. It's happened. It's a gift. It's a gift. I'm a volunteer chaplain at Community East Hospital. I'm going to share with you something that happened that scared me to death. Now, it takes a lot to scare this old woman. I went to the nurse's station, and I said, is there someone here that you'd like me to go see? Well, yeah, room 25 or 35, 22, whatever that was. So I go trotting down there, trying to act as professional as I could, and went in the room, knocked on the door, went in the room, identified myself, and the lady says, come on in, come on in. Well, she was in the bed, and her brother was there, and I introduced myself, and the fatal thing I did was I said, would you like to have a prayer? That was my big mistake. The second mistake I made was asking him to do the prayer. He was a deacon in the church. And I thought, you know, this will be nice. This will include the whole family. And this will be hunky-dory. Well, we're all holding hands. And the next thing you knew, he's praying and hollering. She's crying and screaming. Yes, Jesus, hallelujah, crying and carrying on. And I thought, how am I going to get out of here? He wouldn't shut up. He kept praying and praying. And I believe in prayer. I really believe in prayer. But you know, my gosh, that scared me to death. So finally, I said, ooh, yes, amen, Lord. Yes, Jesus, amen. <laughs> I had to do something to get out of there. Walked down to the nurse's station, and they were laughing. <laughs> it was a setup. They knew exactly what was going to happen. The only thing was they were a little frightened. They had already called the hospital police because of the noise. They thought something really had happened. So if you ever want, no, you don't. Never. No, you don't want, you don't want. But anyway, we all have different ways of praying. And God listens to all, God was right there. I know God was right there, even with all this going on and my being scared and wanting to get out. God was there in the midst. Now, one of the most important things we must remember is in our baptismal covenant. How do we follow this Jesus? How in the world can we follow this Jesus? Well, one of the things we can do to follow Jesus is to put blinders on. So we don't know what color anybody is. We don't know what they look like. The other thing is, 
to practice in our daily lives forgiveness and reconciliation. He was the big forgiver of the world because you see, he died for us. Life gets tedious once in a while, but we know we're not alone. What does it say in the 23rd Psalm? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're right next to me. And that's the comfort that we have as Christians as we pray, pray to God, asking him to be present all the time. My prayer for you is walk in love as God loved you and pray for peace. Amen. We believe in one God, 